Uh, can I see your papers? Papers, please. Step right up. Oh, you have one of those PDFs that you printed off? Well, those are fraud-proof. That's fine. Go right ahead. Oh, this Ontario smart card. I don't believe. I, all right. Well, you know that we're not going to get an Ontario smart card now at all, are we? Of course, because now we have the federal government has announced that, yes, there will be, as expected, a federal vaccine passport. It's beyond me how long, why it's taken us this long to get here. But nevertheless, here we are. Immigration Minister Marco Mendocino says fully vaxxed Canadians will soon be able to get a government document that's going to certify their vaccine history. Okay, And the purpose here is international travel. So if you want to get on an airplane, go some other part of the world. Uh, at a virtual news conference, Mendocino described what this thing's going to actually look like. Yes, very likely it will be digital. Uh, it will involve a code. Uh, it will be standardized uh, so that um, when Canadians are traveling abroad, that there will be a hallmark that readily identifies uh, travelers uh, that are from Canada. It's, it's probably going to be a microchip in your arm. Probably Bill Gates is going to see how it all comes together. Bill Gates is going to microchip you. It all comes back to that every single time. But seriously. Uh, intergovernmental, pardon me, Intergovernmental Affairs Minister Dominic LeBlanc says that these passports, and then this is where we get into the provincial aspect of it, that these passports will uh, involve the provinces, and if provinces want to, these documents, these likely digital proof of vaccination, can then be used for things like you know, concerts or whatever, you know, whatever it is within the actual province itself. Again, here is the Intergovernmental Affairs Minister, Dominic LeBlanc. This is properly data that uh, is, is in the hands of provincial health authorities. We just need to have the secure, safe way to access the data in order to uh, produce this proof of vaccine credential. All right, so the feds have got to get their hands on our, our, our details because... The fact that we're vaxxed, as you might know, because you've got that you know, secure PDF in your email somewhere that says, see, there you go. That, that's a provincial responsibility. So now you've got to have some kind of liaising between the province and the feds. And who expects this thing to roll out seamlessly? Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? The document is expected to be ready by early fall. And as we mentioned, it's going to be digital. There will be an option for those who either don't want to or don't want to use the digital option. It's got your type of vaccine, when you got it, where. And according to the government, it will all be secure. Now, how is this actually going to work in other parts of the world? What's it going to mean for the travel industry? Many, many questions that need to be answered. And to help me answer them, I'm joined by Marty Firestone, travel expert. Welcome, Marty. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, all right. Now, what's your top line takeaway from this announcement that you heard? Well, it's uh, better late than never. <laughs> I think it's a step in the right direction. It's an effort to standardize this concept of a vaccine passport. For international travel, it's going to work. It's going to put all countries on the same path. 
I believe before it's introduced, they'll have a good idea of what countries are accepting the Canadian travel passport, which countries still are going to have some resistance to mixed vaccine or AstraZeneca that they don't like where it was produced. But at the end of the day, it's going to clear some confusion, hopefully, of what countries we can go to and what countries we can't go to. All right. Now, I'm hands up here on mixed uh, with AstraZeneca as the first shot. Uh, and, for example, I, I just happen to know that Barbados made some news when they initially said, well, no, we don't, we're not going to take anybody that's got the mixed vaccine with AstraZeneca first. They reversed their stance, largely, I think, under pressure from the Canadian government. But how much of the world at this point is saying, oh, no, if you've got a mixed vaccine with AstraZeneca or any kind of mixing, we're not letting you in? It's a small percentage, but it isn't even just the mixed vaccine with AstraZeneca. It's about the production of where it was. If it was produced in India and it's the Covishield AZ, it's different than the Oxford one from England. So that's a whole other can of worms that they're starting to have issues with. So, But if I had to sum it up, I would say few and far between are giving real heavies on that. The majority of countries will accept the mixed vaccines and will accept AstraZeneca as the first shot, should it be that. Where are we in in the terms of the rest of the world with the development of a passport? Is Canada out in front? No, by no means. There's so many other countries that have got a vaccine certificate, passport, digital uh, barcode of some sort. We're we're far from hitting that pack. But we now are going in the right direction. And I think it's really important that when the U.S., hopefully opens their border on August 21st, they're going to demand and require fully vaccinated certificates also. So this is what's going to be used, and there should be no issue going to the U.S. with our version of the passport certificate and hopefully all the EU countries. So it's going to serve a purpose. It's going to work. I actually think it's a good thing. Um, with all of these rollouts, there's always going to be snags. Anything you are looking out for? Yeah, there's a big problem right now that my phone is ringing off the hook. All those snowbirds or all those people that went down via vaccine tourism, for lack of a better word, last year in Florida and Arizona and all that. Now, they got their shots at a local pharmacy. So I'm I'm curious how the federal government is going to check the provincial plans in place and be able to bring up data that's going to show that I had a shot and I had both shots and all that. So big time questions on how do they get their information from Florida uploaded to uh, Ontario sites so that when the federal government gets the data, they're going to have their information too. And also the timeline on this, I mean, the announcement being made yesterday, and it's supposed to be, you know, mid-fall, I mean, expected we're going to have an election probably before this thing even is in place because I can just see week once it's, you know, this is the day that it goes into place, there's going to be weeks of stories about it doesn't work or somebody's been you know, denied this and they're stranded in the other side of the world, it, it just expecting that to happen. Yeah, it's it would be hard to believe it would be seamless. And it's interesting. So if the federal election is September 20th, I, I'd like to think it's going to be out before then. But it will have, uh, how do you say, some issues and they'll get around them. It's a good start. But the big question I have is, will it will it be more than international travel? Will it domestically be, you know, getting you into that sports attraction, that restaurant or that cinema? That's where we're getting into the gray area right yeah, now. Yeah, well, right, right now at this point, we've got the Ford government saying we don't need it. But it sounds like, you know, they'll have the opportunity to just use it if they want, or at least individual businesses will be able to require it. Exactly. And I think that them reading this 
as a digital code versus a crumpled piece of paper that somebody could show them and easily be counterfeited or fraudulent. This will add some legitimacy to the whole thing. So it, it can be used as people want it to be used or as businesses want it to be used. And I think it's a good thing it's there. All right. We're talking with Marty Firestone, who's a, a travel expert. My wife and I were taking a wander through the beach this morning, and we're just sort of talking about, well, you know, now that this this is here, and I think probably a lot of people having this conversation, we're actually starting to think about, well, maybe, maybe we should think about planning some kind of winter travel. I mean, I, am I, A, am I way too late because everybody else has already had that thought? But, I mean, what's going to happen in terms of, of travel bookings now that we have had this announcement? Well, I think they will pick up, no doubt. And who's kidding who? A year ago, if you asked me, would it make sense to go south for Florida or somewhere like that? I'd say stay away with a 10-foot pole. That basically there's an issue with access to hospital and hospitals will fill with COVID patients and won't be able to help you when you have that unexpected medical emergency. This year, we're going down fully vaccinated. So that's half the battle out of the way. And if you believe, even if you do contract the virus, it'll be a mild form that won't end up in an ICU and a ventilator, then I think it's somewhat safe. And it's just the unvaccinated individuals we got to worry about right now. So at the end of the day, travel bookings will pick up tremendously. This vaccine passport adds further legitimacy to it. And I think we're, we're on our way, I hope. This variant is still a big concern to many, though. Uh, any tips in terms of that cancellation insurance stuff? What do, we, what do you look out for there? Oh, that's a great question. It still exists. So right now, COVID may not be used as a reason for cancellation, and at such point, nothing has changed. So if you're putting down serious deposits on trips next summer internationally, you buy a trip cancellation policy, COVID cannot be the reason why you cancel. So that's still hesitancy for many clients who say, well, if I can't get COVID covered, then what am I buying the policy for? And I say, for all the reasons you used to, but not COVID. Really? So there is no... COVID cancellation policy? No, it's a known cause, basically like it was in March of 2019. The minute it became a known cause, any policy purchased after that date could not have COVID as a reason for cancellation for you to get your claim paid. A million other reasons. You're sick, family companion, traveling companion, but that's it. And now we're still back at square one where it's still a known cause. Hmm. All right, Marty, always great to talk to you, Marty. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. That's Marty Firestone, who is a travel expert. I don't know about you. You thinking about traveling? Thinking about getting away? Maybe getting on an airplane?